What's up, Habs fans, hockey fans, near and far, just like Patrick Waugh, the Curfew Boys are back with a brand new episode. Myself, Sammy, with my cousin Chris. I guess it's uh I, know. I guess it's a hey now, it's a family edition uh episode of the Curfew Boys because well Anthony was at the game. Okay, we will get to the, the very famous game in the province of Quebec and its importance within uh, the community of Montreal because a very specific Hall of Famer slash Habs legend has made a return. And I just mentioned his name. I don't know why I'm keeping it a secret. Patrick Watt <laughs> has, has made a return to Montreal um the new coach of the New York Islanders very unexpected or unexpected excuse me it is very late on a Thursday night although this episode will be air Friday morning uh thanks again everyone for tuning in uh really hope you enjoy this episode if you do enjoy what you see in here please like and subscribe to our youtube channel the curfew boys it is free tell your friends about us tell any of your fellow habs friends about us it's the only way we can feel the love so chris here let's get uh well first of all i'm gonna ask you chris how are you doing i feel like it's been a while good good just working like a madman aren't and we all dead tired aren't we and, all i'm um, gonna yeah are you but, enjoying but overall good are you enjoying Good, the freezing? Like I can't complain. What about the freezing rain? Can you complain about that shit that we had the last uh, forty hours? It's probably not. It's probably not as exciting for me as it is for you because there's probably branches and shit falling and people. Uh, no million accidents to respond. No, to. actually, dude, no. we've been. I've 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 worked this week. I worked the day shifts this week and zero. Zero, 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 zero. Well, knock on wood. Knock well, on wood, right there. Well, well that's it. we were. We, I, I don't think the the freezing rainfall was that heavy compared to maybe not last year, but the year before we had a bit of a freezing rainstorm. It wasn't as heavy. So well, no, was nothing. It wasn't as heavy. Okay, it wasn't as heavy, but there was also no wind. So those two things. No, as yeah. Played, oh, dude, big time, me. big time, big time. And 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 to be to be quite honest, the roads weren't that bad. Uh, usually, usually the hi the highway, the highways, and and the main boulevards, main roads are 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 not that bad. So, so no, believe it or not, dude. Like I've like, knock on wood. Thank God, you know. Like, if if you work in an emergency response in the the emergency response field, a, a a boring day is pretty much a good day. So, in yeah. in, in a sense, so. Uh, I actually, we, we might have someone that, that's calling in from the Bell Center. Like I mentioned before, Antony was at the game, and it looks like he's trying to make his way onto the Curfew Boys episode. Hello, you are live on the Curfew Boys episode. Antony. Hi, guys. I'm a first-time caller. Uh, How's it going? Get, is... yo, get, that, get that camera away from that schnoz of yours. Holy shit, it's taking over the camera. <laughs> Hey, what kind of what kind of customer service am I getting? First time caller, and you're insulting this ain't, my face. This ain't no customer service. You ain't paying a shit, buddy. <laughs> what up, boys? Okay. How's it going? I don't know if I sound this good or bad. I'm gonna say one thing, and then I'm gonna drop off. I don't want the fans to have a crazy bad sound tomorrow's episode. Okay. Uh, 
Great Go night. Ahead. First <laughs> 10 minutes of the game was the best, and the last 10 minutes of the game was the best. Everything mm. else was fucking shit. The crowd was quiet all game until the end. Uh, I just want to say one thing. It's going to make Joey happy. Oh, boy. Here we go. And coming from me, the fucking Gallagher lover, I just want to say, or the Gallagher fan, he pissed me the F off tonight. Okay? Okay. I'm sorry, but that was a stupid fucking hit. Sorry, I'm swearing and there's kids in front of me. Hold on. This won't be edited for our episode, but these guys have to block their ears. But anyways, that was a horrible call. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was a horrible hit. It costed us. It could have costed us the game. Islanders is fighting for the wild card spot. We're behind trying to get that wild card spot. That would have given Islanders a point. Scoring two goals in that five-minute major, horrible. I, I really hope, I really hope there's some discipline towards Gallagher, not only from the league, but also in the, in the dressing room. I hope Martin St. Louis does something about this. This is ridiculous. It's not the first time this season that he costs us the end of the game. That's all I have to say. Thanks for your call, Anthony. <laughs> 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 and that's it. That's, that's all I have to say. But anyways, go have go overall is a good game. Defensively, he played mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Um, very well. Sam Montebo was... You want to add value to someone on the game? Let's add value to him. But you know he's going to be our number one goalie. But just to say... He kept us in the game, and uh, that's it. Have fun, buddy. Don't get too drunk. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> all right. Uh, on to the next caller. Bye, guys. All right. Have a good Stop one, buddy. Well, that's Stop. all the time that we have for uh, Anthony, our caller, and uh, we'll be moving back <laughs> on to your regular programming. Well, I guess, no, that, uh, I guess that sums up kind of what the game is. Well, you, you and I were going to talk uh, a little bit more in detail, but I guess Anthony had to get his feelings off his chest, you know, and – a, a, bit, a bit of alcohol at the Bell Center might might uh, make you feel brave enough to just call in on an episode like that. No, no, this this was this was kind of uh, foreseen. Anthony did say he wanted to make uh, a quick uh, a quick uh, guest appearance, I guess, and a statement. <laughs> and I have to, uh, you know what? If if I may, mm-hmm. um, I know the fans. I know the fans have not always appreciated us. Bastion Gallagher, I've had my fair share of uh, criticisms towards towards him. Um, Joey's evidently been a little mm-hmm. bit a hard. Well, a little bit. We've we've all. He's also been very hard on Gallagher, but um, I think we're getting to a point where he's most of the time, unless he's getting a good pass, he's chasing the game. I wrote it in the chat. I think he's a third uh, third period penalty magnet the guy is always getting penalties at the end i don't of the game. understand even the game that you and i yeah i don't get even the game that you and i were at it was against columbus like he's getting and mm-hmm. that's not the only game it's it's constantly and that hits i thought anthony was going to go down he just used the wrong word and i think i'll correct him on behalf yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah, all yeah. the uh, listeners the yeah. call was a good call that was well, a horrible penalty. hit. You want to say the penalty was bad yeah, yeah. He, he said yeah. it the second time but just just to make sure that that hit was that's exactly what we don't want in our game and and you know what i i know i know you're gonna say like oh come on like this is rough this is too bad but like are are too rough on the guy but i genuinely do not want him playing as the the less he plays the better and honestly i hope the the league suspends him two or three games i, I think it's gonna be two three mm. games that the canadians are that like probably, have probably. an advantage Seriously, and it's sad to say. It's sad that the guy gave his heart and soul 
to this team. But at this point in time, he's trailing behind. And I think we also made the joke right when the uh, when the second goal went in. I wrote in the chat. I said, "Fuck, Kent Hughes is picking up his phone calculator to to check what the cost of buying this guy out is." Because well, he's, I'll do. He's, I'll, I'll check that out after on Kent Friendly. Yeah, he's, he's great in the locker room, and I know, like you know, you listen to these Canadians behind the scenes, um, and who's most active in their group chats and stuff like that um, uh, amongst the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, he's 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 clearly an integral part off the ice and he's a great person to have in the room but holy crap at what cost no, but right but, what but, cost? but at some point in time i i, I it's 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 listen we obviously don't know what goes on behind the scenes uh, the the one-on-one meetings that marty has with his players but in terms of gallagher this season i think it's the recurring theme it's these stupid um yeah these these late game penalties and it's 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 so funny how well it's not funny but it it, it, it at some funny point how. it's funny yeah, it's funny, funny, how. funny how. tell me how <laughs> tell me how tell me i make you laugh no not this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> like all those penalties like uh when we saw in columbus like that was the first one and that there was at least another maybe two, three games, and I can't remember for the life of me the opponents, but I do remember us in our chat saying, my God, once again, why is he getting these penalties with like less than two minutes, almost a minute and a half, sometimes even less than a minute. Uh, I think one of them was against Vegas. When Vegas was at the Bell Center, the, there was for sure that one one of them that led to just the Habs losing in the end. Anyways, it's... It, like a lot of those penalties, they're all like these high sticks because he's just he's not moving his feet. And if he is, he's just at the age that he's at, and you know, the amount of injuries he's had and just the wear and tear on his body, like he can't keep up. And I was at the game on on Tuesday, unfortunately, when they lost against Ottawa. And you watch him play like the only the only good thing he does is when he gets the puck in the neutral zone like he he is able to bring it into the zone but then after that it's he loses it he doesn't know what to do he doesn't seem to know what to do with it his head is down and he obviously is not a guy with hands so he can't really you know deke a player he can't he can't beat a player one on one by 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 deking him with the puck like it's it's just I I I I don't know if I mean I I'm not that I don't know it's it's hard for me to admit but it's I, it's got to be said the truth is that I think the game has become way too fast for him and 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 and, and after and after every play like he 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 looks gas now again I'm, I know I'm just talking about based on one play or one game excuse me but it's multiple times we see it this season where like. And and he has to play that way. He has to he has to go balls to the wall every shift because, or else forget it. Like he's really not going to stay in the NHL anymore. But like it's it, it's it's way too. I I think it. I in my in my point of view, I think the game is way too fast for him. You know what? I love I love what you said. It it is too fast for him, but I do feel that he's genuinely overcompensating, being too aggressive. Mm-hmm. In order and 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 again, you said he doesn't he doesn't move his feet. I'm gonna translate that to he's not fast enough. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say he's lazy. That that is one thing no, that no, is it's not very that. last. Exactly, exactly that. But he's just 
He's too slow. His game is an aggressive game. He doesn't really have any more goal scoring impact or really point production. He look, he's potted a few goals. I think he potted more goals than I even expected him to, sure. to do this sure. to, to get this year. But that being said, that high level aggressiveness and slow footedness is leading to penalty after penalty. And and like, you know, there's just there's a lack. I'll I'll add in one more extra. It's just a lack of control of his stick. The, the, like the penalty, and I'll, I guess I'll wrap up. Look, yeah, shout, we shot on him enough. We'll move <laughs> on to something a little bit more positive. We won the game tonight. We just hung on, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that what what happened tonight? You know, I he's probably gonna have to answer for it next time he plays against the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna get suspended. I think that's a th- it's a two to three game suspension yeah. minimum. Well, yeah, my yeah. humble opinion. Well, I think I think it's if he gets an in-person hearing, it's an automatic suspension. But again, for the life of me, I don't remember if if it's an automatic minimum two to three games. I want to say, I, I like oh fuck, like for the again, I got I, I got to go. Automa- I, got, I thought it was automatically three games if it was. But an that's but that but that's what I'm thinking too. Like whenever whenever we'll we'll we'll, we'll look at the analysts. On Twitter tomorrow, like for sure, somebody's gonna is, is, is gonna tweet about it. But yeah, as soon if if we do hear there's an Brandon Gallagher has an in person hearing, we're gonna know it. There he's getting suspended. I'm getting the sense like you, Chris, is a minimum three games. I don't know why I have the number four in my head, but probably not. And I don't think no. I I don't think it's gonna be less than two. But I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm expecting a a, a two three game uh, suspension. Mm-hmm. I invite, and the reason why, again, I threw out that number is look at the head turn. He's looking at the player as he's doing it, and yeah. he threw the elbow backwards. He threw it literally. Yeah, the, the elbow, the elbow got, like, at one point, it looks like it's just the shoulder, like, kind of kind of like the way Scott Stevens used to deliver those hits. But then at one point, like, I don't know if it's a follow-through with the elbow, but Clearly, clearly, the head was targeted. There was no like if yeah. if if you would have hit the chest, you know, even if it would have been a late hit, it would probably have been called interference. But at least you're getting a two, and you don't give the Islanders that chance to come back. So, yeah. uh, it's I, I I I I hate it because I, I I like the guy too, and I know the constant debate about his contract and all that. But it's it's hard to defend him in this particular play. And you know what? It's one of those things where. I I kind of I kind of look look at the other side of the coin here. If that happened to one of our players, we would have been losing our fucking yeah. shit. We'd be demanding a fucking ban from the NHL, which I, I, I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but we would have demanded like a suspension and uh you know a game misconduct and all that. It it it, it was merited to 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 Gallagher tonight, and it sucks you don't want to see that to happen to anybody you don't want to see your player delivering that hit and getting suspended or and getting kicked out of the game but like i said i i i think i i I, you know what anthony might be right on this i think despite the suspension i think after that i wouldn't mind marty being like man it's more than once you do this to us you're kind of leaving me no choice here and Maybe you're gonna get the night off, like a healthy scratch, or maybe I don't know if he's gonna get demoted to the fourth line. But I mean, look at the players that they have right now. 
But maybe they just maybe that A starts to unsew itself. Oh, yeah, I I, 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 know that would be a fucking dick move, but well, like it could happen. Hey, Joe, hey, Joel Thornton got his C removed at one point in his career, and they gave it to Joe Pavelski. So anything's possible. Well, well, the guy who I would slap it on in a heartbeat is your first star of the game. Unfortunately, I don't think we could put the A on his jersey mm-hmm. because he's going to be gone in two mm-hmm. seconds. But, Sean Monahan's uh, trade. His trade value is going up, man. It's unreal. Unreal. And to think that this guy has slowed down because of all the injuries that at one point I was calling him RoboCop because he just (laughs) – or you could call him RoboCop or Darth Vader because all of his limbs seem to have been, like, falling apart. But, man, he, he, he looks like he's aging like fine wine so far this year. And knock on wood, he's still healthy. I and and we know it's out there we know it's out there he's going to get traded and the asking price is a first round pick or a very good prospect and a second round pick we know it's out there and i think a team like boston will pay for that especially them at center i think maybe a team like colorado might pay for that i think a team like winnipeg especially if they're seeing that shifley right now He's a bit in and out of the lineup because of injuries. I'm, I'm predicting those three teams. But right now, as long as Sean Monaghan is a Montreal Canadian, he's the only outside of the outside of the, the top line, outside of the Suzuki Caulfield. Mind you, they removed Slavkowski. It's two games in a row now where Slavkowski gets uh gets removed from the first line. Which 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 actually, Chris, I know you said you were very unhappy about that. I was happy because he was paired up with Monaghan. And if, if, okay. you're gonna, if, if you're gonna remove yeah. if you're gonna move Slavkowski from the first line, if you're gonna remove him from Nick and Cole, I'd rather you put him with Monaghan, which is what Marty did. And you know, Slavkowski, and I'm happy he still stayed on the first power play unit. He got an assist on that beautiful tic-tac-toe plate that started with with Monaghan. It was in the bumper area, feeds to Slav. Take the Slav. The, the Slav's playmaking skills is there, man. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Uh, and that, that I think that's why I have I couldn't agree more. If Slav is going to be demoted to another line, I'm super, super, super happy. This this traffic uh, over <laughs> here, but uh, I'm super happy that it would be with Monaghan. Um, look. All that, all that to say, uh, Slavkovsky, I loved, I loved him on the uh, first wave of the power play. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of his best. Like, like you said, uh, hell of a play, hell of a pass. Um, I think he's just got to kind of not master, but improve a little bit on the power behind his passes or his slap passes, but uh, <laughs> slap passes, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But all that to say, yeah, I, th- I think he's getting better and better. Um, yeah, yeah, all around uh, entertaining game. I, I wish the goals were a little bit more spread out to uh, make it uh, more enjoyable, uh, rather than the first. Well, like that was, said, the first ten minutes was, and the last ten. Yeah, minutes. it was it was a great it was a great first period, but it it started with that that whole Patrick Watt tribute there uh, during the during the singing of O Canada. And that was that, that was cool, like. Like the Bell Center and the Montreal Canadiens, they know how to put on a bit of a, like a tribute show, and huh. and uh, and and I didn't expect anything less from the fan reaction. Like that, that was it was giving me goosebumps, and 
my living room just watching that that poor uh, um I, I think it was Sherilyn Toka that was singing the national anthem I think at some point like she was not caught off guard but like she I I I, I don't know if she felt distracted while she was trying to sing but uh, at the end of the day like it was it was a cool tribute and and you knew that was coming it's 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 been like what when was when was the last time Roy was coach uh, for for the avalanche. Uh, the avalanche was it a, a decade it was almost a decade ago almost oh, to, to, to 20 2014 i think was the last year he coached yeah so cool. school i was in school like holy crap crazy what was, what was i doing in 2014 i just started i had just started uh, my course in cjap for firefighting yes that is true i got in in 2014 yeah, so man, it, it's it's almost it's it's almost uh yeah, it's almost a decade that we haven't seen him. I think it's great for the NHL though to see Patrick Wall come back. And I think I, every- I love I love this energy. He he's got such a personality, and it's like the the NHL is one of those like PK Subban. PK Subban opened up and it's not only him, but he like John Tortorella. Mm-hmm. I love I like I, I love that man. I think he's I think he's exciting and, and in a certain sense, I don't want to say he's good because he's not good for reporters and stuff. But uh, anyways, he's, he he's still them. entertaining. He's he's a he's a he's a controversial figure. Patrick Roy is the same thing. He brings so much emotion and energy. Just I was surprised at his composure after the hit against uh against the player. I think they took it as an opportunity to kind of get back in the game and get things swinging. But Patrick Roy loved the energy. He was going up and down the bench. RDS was showing mm-hmm. it up and down the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yelling, shouting. By the time he did the interview with Mark Denis, he was losing his voice. Yeah, I, I, I realized I that. Well, I actually called it. And then and then we, we put out a tweet uh, on the Curfew Boys account saying that, like, surprisingly enough, he's not losing his shit. And it was a great time. It, it was it was a great time to take a timeout because the game kind of changed after that when the Canadians were up 3-0. And he was calm, he was cool, he was keeping he was keeping his emotions in check. And I and I think it, at some point I was able to read lips. He's like, guys, like we 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 have all the time in the world. Like, stay calm, forget about that. Like again, as best as best I was able to read his lips here while he was speaking. But he got the boys to stay calm. Like it was, it was, it was perfect. It was, it was. In terms of stopping the stopping the bleeding, he did it. Yeah. And you could tell that's a bit of like that's that's a co- that's experience as a coach. And to go back to your points, how like you you feel like he's like a Tortorella thing. To me, I think the Islanders right now are feeling the same way the Canadians felt, and we as fans felt when they hired Marty Saint Louis. Like a breath of fresh air, a winner, uh, an NHL, an ex-NHL player, a legend, Hall of Famer. Like I, I, I think, and and at the end of the day, it's like as much as Marty is new to a rebuilding team. Well, the Islanders are full of veterans on that team, practically, and you're getting a bit of like a veteran coach coming now, and and you know and 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 carry this team to hopefully that next level like Antti said trying to get to a playoff spot to the wild card spot and who said it i think Bo, Bo Horvat said that we're a lot more aggressive and puck possessions all that and he's like it's music to my ears and then Matthew Barzell decides to fucking just pull out the french language like good for him like that came out of fucking nowhere 
<laughs> when when the LDS reports <laughs> asked. By the way, I, I I know we all say we would love to have elite centermen like like a McDavid, a Matthews, a McKinnon, but I would I always said this. I would no any day of the week I would take a Matthew Barzell on my team. Any day of the week. He, you know what? And people don't jump on. Don't jump on it. He's not the same player. It's just the way he moves. He reminds me a lot of... He moves similarly mm-hmm. to Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. I, I, just, I'm not saying yeah, up and down yeah, the ice. I'm not saying, but, yeah. but when he just like turns on a pivot, the mm-hmm. right-handed... like There are flashes. There are little flashes yeah. and elements of Nathan, Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon's the best hockey... Nathan McKinnon's the best hockey player in the world right now. Yeah, he's at a whole other level. Yeah. Like he's better. I think he's better than McDavid right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's oh, a definite yeah. argument to be. I'm not. I'm not calling you crazy. I'm just no, saying. No, no, like, no. I, I, I think. Ooh. I think. I think. In terms of like the like McDavid has the speed. I think both of them have wicked fucking hands and. M- McKinnon, just what he skates like. We'll get back to the Habs talk here, but look, McKinnon scored a hat trick the other night. He skates with like a, that that killer Maurice Richard intentions. It's insane. You know what's funny about what you're saying? I find Nathan McKinnon is going to be a faster. Well, I can't go down that. I can't go. He's a faster, but I can't say it. I can't say. I can't say a faster Sidney Crosby. Because Sidney Crosby was arguably the best. I I, I think he's up there with I, the Gretzky. And the points yeah, don't yeah. show it. But I think Sidney Crosby even, is one of the, at the top. Age, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. Four, even at the age, top four best players ever to play the game. What's Look what he's doing ever. at the age of 37. He's unreal, Crosby. Don't, don't, don't get uh, me wrong. Just, Crosby's up there, too. It's, it's just Crosby is not he, – he's so much more – what Marty was saying about an elite player, he's so much more than a simple player. Mm-hmm. He's he is everything you need in a leader and a winner, more importantly. And yeah. I, I think Nathan yeah. McKinnon is what I'm trying to say. Again, it's he's not the same style of player, but I think Nathan McKinnon is the most well-rounded. They have the same mentality. It, it, exactly, he's got that Crosby responsibility, the two-ended, mm-hmm. two-ended uh, or two hundred foot game. Whereas you take Matthews, okay, Bravo, Matthews, you're scoring goals, but we're not going to necessarily win with you. And McDavid, he's uh, McDavid is mind blowingly good offensively. I don't think there's ever been as good of an offensive player, but all around, mm-hmm. I think again, McKinnon is a lot closer to following in the footsteps of Crosby. But that's but that's exactly that team changing I think, all around element. I think McKinnon is an all all round better hockey player than than McDavid. McDavid's yeah, like you said, the off the the offense he's unmatched. Or maybe there's McKinnon just right below him. But in terms of, and they're both centermen, so like there's a lot more responsibility on their shoulders. And I think McKinnon is better. At the oh, yeah. centerman responsibility role than McDavid is. That's all. But like, you give me one or the other, and like, I'm 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 gonna go streak naked down down the street of uh, <laughs> of happiness. But back to the game. Listen, just tell me yeah, where yeah, yeah. where and when so that I don't fucking be anywhere within a I, I won't, e- I won't even let you know. How about that? <laughs> you're you're not even gonna know about it. You'll probably hear about it next time you come over and Katrina tells you and how much of an idiot that. Anyways, so 
the start of the game though was kind of going a bit in the favor of the Islanders because they were out that like at one point in time the shots were like I think five zero for the Islanders and I'm there and I'm there thinking like I'm like oh my god once again are we going to be really seeing once again what we saw on Tuesday night against the Ottawa Senators on Jesus Christ on last Saturday against the Bruins and even the, the, the Thursday night before that the, the, the twice now against the Senators we can't the Senators have our numbers and even the Bruins too like those are two division rivals that fucking have our numbers like I was so scared that here we go again we're going to be seeing we're going to be seeing the shit but the, yeah Mo, you mentioned Montabo fucking the, the, those two big saves really i think kind of like got the team going like hey listen let's let, let's wake up here and have a, a better start 100% montambo uh, montambo has been dialed in he you know I, I think you opened up the stats he had how many saves 40 for it was like 42 saves on 45 shots yeah he got uh, uh, either- yeah, i have, have the stats here yeah he had um yeah 43 saves on 46 shots and uh, 0.935 save percentage, yeah. Either yeah. way, man, Monty has been a, a key, 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 key player um, in making sure that the Canadians stay in the game. He's given them a chance. He's, you know, he's been there at the beginning of the games, like we just said, mm-hmm. when the team is still just warming up, it seems. Um, so, yeah, hats hats off to him. Uh, really, really, really happy uh, with, uh, well, with he- his play. He he wanted he he wanted a redemption a redemption game for himself after Boston. Well, you you gotta figure like this is okay. This is gonna sound cheesy, but we're, let's go back to square one where we were discussing Patrick Roy's in the building. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of French Canadian goaltender? Yeah, from yeah. from here with yeah. Patrick Roy in the building, like yeah. The, yeah, there's just something special about this. There's something special yeah, about absolutely. that, no matter what. Absolutely, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think. I think he had out of the three goaltenders that we still have on the team. I think yeah. he had a bit more of a reason than the other two to really put on a show tonight. You know, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Like I said, and you know, that's very well said. With Juan the building as a French Canadian goaltender, for sure, a kid growing up watching him. Or you know, knowing about him, seeing whatever highlights, or watching the tail end of his career, probably. Yeah, absolutely. He made those two solid saves at the beginning, and then, you know, listen, the Canadians' power play this year is an example of the Canadians this year. As it, they they paint the global picture, there's some nights where they're gonna look amazing, and there's some nights where it's like it's just it's just awful. Like against against the Senators on Tuesday, oh you know, you know, we, we, goal. well, there was that shorthanded goal that was given. There was another four power plays that I that I remember that they just couldn't get shit together. You know what I mean? It's it's that that man that that's hockey. But right, I this this game they were really able to keep control of the puck. What was really better this game is that they were able to handle fucking passes. The game against the Senators on Tuesday, oh my God, they couldn't they couldn't receive a pass if their life depended on it, especially in the neutral zone. So many neutral zone turnovers against the Senators on Tuesday. It was night and day with this game, at least. What what you what you said earlier is so rings so true. I I don't understand what the hell. 
the bug is like the mental bug, whatever you want to call it, the mental block. Um, mm. The senators have our numbers. They and it's and it's wrongfully like it's everything. It's everything. They play smaller. They play like today. I have to say it's been one of my biggest criticisms. I'm not saying that the Canadians were mowing down the Islanders, but like I remember, Gooley laid a pretty damn hard mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, I'm. I was actually happy to see them finishing their checks and going yeah. and like reminding the opposition that like, hey, we're here. Keep your head up. Like, I find that always happens to the Canadians, and I find that's that's Ottawa playing against the Canadians every single time. They they it's they're intimidating us. But like at this point in time, you take Cole Gallagher. You take the smaller guys out of the picture. We have, we have a pretty big group of defensemen. We don't have players that are overwhelmingly yep. easy to intimidate. So I don't know. I don't understand what the hell is up with uh, with Montreal versus Ottawa. It pisses me off. Um, and you know, talking about that whole intimidation factor, um, Montreal. Just I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to start off by saying, please be patient with Arbor, especially oh back, because. Arbor, it's okay. He needs to, yeah, he needs to catch back up to the NHL speed. It's not there. Give him some time. But, but here's the thing about Arbor Jack. I first of all, I, I I was okay. When I say I'm on the fence here about Arbor Jack being back, I, I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He deserves to be back in the NHL because it. You could tell in the minors he's he's an NHL caliber player, and he did everything he was told to do with Laval, and then some. He was defending, he wasn't fighting as much. Although towards the end, I think he even got fed up with the fucking Belleville Senators, like the rest of us. And you know what? He fucking put them in their place. Good, good. But he wasn't taking stupid penalties. He wasn't losing his cool and all that. He was. Playing well defensively, had amazing chemistry with Logan Mayu, by the way, who yeah. in, interesting two goals. Who scored another two goals the other night? And I'll give you an interesting stat about uh, about Mayu. And and again, the Curfew Boys tweeted this earlier today. He's got Mayu leads the minors with ten goals as a rookie uh, amongst rookie defensemen. He leads he That's leads good. rookie defensemen with ten goals. And Brendan Clark, who leads all rookie defensemen as well, right now is inactive because he, he got called up to uh, the LA Kings. If you remove him, Mayu actually leads all rookie, def- all active rookie defensemen in the minors in the AHL with uh, with 26 points in 38 games. And a lot of that has to do with Jackeye. A lot of them has to do with them two being paired together. So my point in all this is that Jackeye, he's back. And I think we were all, and it had to be against the Senators. I think we're all expecting, yeah, we're not going to get pushed around. We're going to win. He's going to score. He's going to fight. He's gonna, it's like, no, no. What we're asking him to do is, is, is the reasons why he was sent down in the first place. Like, yeah, if he scores, that's great. That's the cherry on top. But Arbor Jacki playing the third pairing, on an on a Stanley Cup contending team, that's gonna be his role. And it's fine, it's perfect. It's perfect. If he's the number four eventually in the future, it's because he's he worked his ass up, he worked his way up. 
if he's a number five, that's the perfect role for him. Like here, hold on. How long, how long did he play tonight against against the Islanders? Hold on a sec. I have the stats here. Boards, no defense. Jack, I, he played 11 minutes and 42 seconds. He played the least amount, but that's okay. But he, but he also it's, got a bunch of penalties. Did he get two or three penalties? He got he, he got two penalties. He got four minutes. But listen, I it, it's it's I, I I get it. He still has he has to kind of readjust the NHL speed. That's okay. It's if he's playing third pairing third pairing minutes. That's fine. It's completely fine. He's you know he's paired with Jonathan Kovacevic. The guy's gonna help him out there. That's okay. He's gotta play a simple game, and all he has to do is just clear, either clear the puck from the zone or clear the fucking net from the crease. That's it. That's all he has to do. One hundred percent agreed. And and like that's why I'm I'm saying, and I started with what I started with, is just. Be patient. Let him get readjusted to the speed. I think right now he's a little bit, in in a certain sense, he's he's got to be a little bit stressed. He's he's fresh back. He doesn't want to make any mistakes, and when look, you don't want to make mistakes, is when you start making mistakes. So, but look, but so look, just apparent. Look, apparently, they, they uh, a reporter asked Marty. I, I have this on Twitter right now. They asked him like he had two penalties tonight and he had one last game in the third period. What do you think about it? Considering he just came back from the AHL, and Marty says like I, I I don't like it. Of course, of course you don't like it. But we we want him just to play a simple game, and he's just got to keep his his emotions in check. Like and again, just like Brendan Gallagher, you can't be taking stupid penalties. You can't, especially especially the lazy penalties. The lazy penalties, those are the worst. And it's yeah. it's it's the ones that Brendan Gallagher and, and not just Brendan Gallagher. The team was getting a bit of a habit of getting those stupid lazy penalties, especially in the third period, because they're just not moving their feet. Hundred percent. And I think, like I said, uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't even have a comeback to that. I just, I'm just here saying yeah to that. Um, I think a lot of things, like you said, I'd like to say we're going in the right direction, but it's, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know who's, who, you don't know who's freaking showing up as far as this team goes. They, they show up as the, the team that can beat the Rangers that can beat some of the top end teams in the, in the league. Yeah, it's and, unreal, then man. Fucking, and then they show up and they're just like, nah, we don't feel like playing. It's the Kovalev syndrome. It's literally, but it, the whole team has caught the it. The, the, only, the only guy that's been on has been, yeah, the only the only guy that's been on, clearly, with his point streak is Cole Caulfield. I think Nick Suzuki, too. But, like, I, I think Nick Suzuki was happy that there's four, there were four centermen tonight against the Islanders instead of three that they've been doing the last two two games. Well, since they sent Mitch uh, uh, Mitchell Stevens down. And they called yeah. fucking Paisano, Lucas Condotta, and they we had the Italian stallion line. Him and Pizzetta played a pretty good. They, they didn't do too bad for a fourth line. They created a bit of scoring chances, and and I I I personally think Condotta as a fourth liner centerman is better than than Stevens. And Stevens did what he was supposed to yeah. do. But I think yeah, Lucas Condotta. I, I think I think Condotta has a bit more of that NHL speed reading in a sense a yeah. little bit more than stevens did and and i'm happy for stevens he had his chance but i think with lucas condotta i don't i don't think he's got a clear waivers 
I'll double check that real quick here on Cap Friendly. So on Cap Friendly, and it kind of makes sense, you know, because if you're going to re be recalling, uh, no, he has to clear waivers. No, he does have oh, to shit. clear waivers. Yeah, he does. He's 26 years old. Makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, uh, and and again, it's you know what? What? With what you just said, though, if he has to clear waivers, maybe they're showcasing him for uh, a trade potentially. I could be, maybe, or maybe, maybe they feel like, listen, Mitchell Stevens can help Laval in terms of the scoring, maybe a bit more than Condotta could can. I think Mitchell Stevens could play a bit of like the the, the top six or the top nine, whereas I know Condotta he was playing uh, he was playing bottom bottom minutes, but he was still effective with the team. So they're there like, well, if he's going to be playing there, we might as well bring him up, send Mitchell Stevens back to Laval where he's going to help with the scoring, which he did last night as well. And um, and some good news. Like, I think they Alex Newhook started skating finally for the first time since I think he got that 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 uh, ankle injury. He skated for like 25 minutes and all that. So I'm telling you, like, there's still – and I know it's a constant thing that we keep talking about on, on this podcast, but, like, we kind of have to because there's, there's so many moving parts that are happening that – we know Hughes is doing something, and I think I think Hughes has something. I think he has something with Monaghan, and they're just waiting. I, I I'm I'm sure an offer is there. I'm sure an offer is there. It's 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 other team. Is he's waiting on other teams? And by the way, by the way, so did you, did you hear multiple offers were made for Arbor Jacka, and they said no? Yeah. yeah well, that so. that was a part of uh, Kent Hughes's. Um... Uh, press conference that we covered last time around. He openly said, "He goes, look, Arbor, Arbor's a part of the plans, and we're not mm -hmm. trading him." And yeah, and true. thank God, thank God, because uh, I'm again, you said it, and I'm going to say it again. Arbor Jacki is going to be essential when the Montreal Canadiens are fighting for a Stanley Cup because he's going to be that. Look mm -hmm. at look at Vegas, McNabb, thousand percent, thousand number three. On the Vegas Golden Knights, the guy who's punishing other players, the guy who's got all your forwards, your star forwards, keeping their head up and not coming in so oh so bravely, that's our guy. He's gonna do what Chirot did. Yeah. He's gonna do exactly, exactly like Ben Chirot did. A thousand percent. Exactly. They're, they're, both, they're both Hamilton guys. You really think Ben Chirot's not gonna tell him that when the day comes that the Canadians make the playoffs and go as far as they can? Hypothetically speaking, they make the they 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 make the the finals. You really think Ben Sherratt's not going to reach out to uh, local boy Arbor? Of course he is, and Arbor's going to play exactly the way. What? Uh, I was just about to say depends if uh, Ben Sherratt uh, how much he enjoyed his time here in Montreal. But <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm 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 sure he did. But what a goal by Cole Caulfield, huh? What a goal! What a goal! Amazing. It was amazing. What a, it was, I, it, it, you know what? It was, it was very, it was very, very, very gratifying. I feel as though there's one star player on every single team who does that kind of dangle very quickly gets it. It's been so long since I've seen a Montreal Canadian player do it and not accidentally. I'm not talking about Jake Evans randomly mm. dangling some player completely <laughs> yeah, out of the blue true. and shooting at top corning. And like, what the hell was that? That was a beautiful goal. That was a star player on the Montreal Canadiens. 
ripping around the defenseman, deking the shit out of the goalie, and burying it. What a what like you said, what beautiful. a goal. Well, and and I think that even the way Suzuki fed him the past two was yeah. was was pretty sweet. Like just to have that awareness that, that he's coming. Yeah, I know you're coming. Don't even have to look at you. I, I just have to drop it right here on the ice, and you're gonna pick it up and do your thing. This was it was it was beautiful. And 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 I think I know for a while we were talking about Cole Caulfield, and we were a bit worried as he it could have beat the shoulder. I, I I just think it's it's. I don't know what to think, actually. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think, he just, hey, I think he just decided to wake up. And like, maybe maybe it could have been low confidence. Who knows? Only he knows. But it's it's I, he's, he's found this game again. He's got, like, what? He's got, like, six goals in the last seven games? Yeah. He basically yes. scored. No, I think it's seven uh, goals in the last eight. eight. Eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. It's just yeah. basically, yeah, all but all – because but, I think he was at a six-game six goal streak. Then he broke it, and then he scored again. So it's seven and eight. Seven and eight is is pretty damn good. I know. Look again. I know he's not leading the lead or anything like that. But uh, I was gonna say it's time to tap into our inner uh, comic book geek mm-hmm. and uh, Spider Man Two when it's just like uh, he's back. The headline: He's back, and he's just fucking like yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. having <laughs> Spider Man swinging, it's cold goals that are starting to go in. Uh, at that point in time, yeah, oh, but but, yeah. But, but he but not only does he need that, the team needs that too. I think, and I think management needs to see that as well. That yeah, as much as Cole can score, got Suzuki scoring, and they know, and we've repeated this, they know that they need they need help up front. And I'm I, I'm so curious to see who 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 they're gonna target, man. It could be could be anybody and i'll mention i'll mention the name one more time just just because there's a certain person i want to hear him lose his shit maybe they do try to go after uh, apparently the canadians are inter- are interested in zegris but for the right price and not for Caden Gooley. i'm just gonna say that i'm like just gonna say that who knows who knows cole's best friend by the way so <laughs> go go ahead ask him no i was gonna just ask like is Again, Zegras to me falls into a very similar category as Caulfield um, and Suzuki. I'll put Caulfield and Suzuki. At a, they're not a tie because they're not the same exact player, but they they fall into like star players. Are yeah. they superstar players? Not quite yet. Maybe Cole's gonna get there a little bit faster just with the point production, but like Suzuki's further. Suzuki's gotta be a hundred point player. To be a superstar, Cole's just got to become a forty-goal scorer to be a superstar player. In in my in my opinion, that's mm-hmm. that's that. But the question is, this is, this is no slew on. It's not a it's not a slight on 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 these guys. But do we genuinely like? Do you genuinely think that we can get a player who's even better. I know, look, Slaff is slowly showing signs of being something really special. He's very young. My patience is more than there for him. But, like, we're talk- we're- I'm not talking McKinnon. I'm not talking McDavid. I'm not talking mm-hmm. Crosby or Vetchkin. Fuck yep. the people in Toronto. But <laughs> I'm not naming any names uh, from there. Okay. But even... I still feel as though we're missing a genuine star yeah, player. And I don't think yeah, Zegris is necessarily the answer to it. And I'm, I don't I don't even know who the player is that I that I genuinely want, but 
we're missing a star. Uh, look at even Leo Carlson uh, in in Anaheim. He's a, a beast, man. He's a beast. He's a future beast. Yeah, I, I, he I, is a I, beast. He's not even a future beast. He's... Well, well, did did you see Bob McKenzie's um, midseason draft, uh, draft rankings? Uh, yeah, man. Again, all depends where the Canadians land, but so. A good part of the top ten is going to be a lot of defensemen, and we're not. I don't. I don't think we're going to be drafting any of those defensemen this year. And a lot of the teams that are going to be drafting top five, top ten, need defensemen. So, and I think I think it's obvious. Uh, Mackling, uh, Calabrini, Celebrini is going first overall, and I think whether he goes to San Jose or Chicago, they're 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 going to pick him no matter what. But then after that, like it, it, it's is it Cole Eiserman? Is it the other forward? And I'm I'm just naming forwards here. Is it Cole Eiserman? Is it Demidov who like is fucking destroying it in the KHL? Some are saying he's another Mishkov. Some are saying he might be better than Mishkov. He might fall on the Canadian's lap on the on the Canadian's lap. Excuse me. There might be Caden Lindstrom too. That that another six four winger. Almost, almost the Canadian version or, or North American version of Slavkowski. You have uh, Barkley Catton, if, if, uh, if I'm pronouncing his name properly. Catton, he he he's in the top ten too. He's another he's another great scorer in the in the Western Hockey League. So we could doors are maybe, open. Maybe, the doors, the are, doors open. are open. Maybe maybe. So again, like I I don't know if these guys are going to be superstars. I I think there's potential for them to be star players. But even if we do get to draft one of those, I, I still think I still think they're gonna try to get that scoring forward that Kent is saying because at some because we're not gonna keep we're not gonna be keeping Josh Anderson forever. And right now, Josh Anderson is within our top six. So you take him out, and even if you add in wh- whichever forward we draft, which still is gonna take another maybe two, three seasons. For this guy to develop and be NHL ready, like you're still down, uh, 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 you're still missing at least those two forwards. You're, yeah. They're gonna have I to. Have they're to. gonna have to. They're gonna. In all honesty, let's say, let's say they they. Not that it's written in stone, but let's say they keep the first line: Savkowski, Suzuki, and Cole. Mm-hmm. And then you know Doc is coming back. Yes, you do have the Alex Newhook coming in. But sometimes Alex Newhook, he's that Swiss knife that will either play second line minutes or even third line minutes. And again, depends the depth, the depth up front. But like Josh Anderson won't be there forever. And I do think at some point in time they will get rid of him. So you need to fill in that, that role. Who do you fill him with? A, 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 a scoring forward, a big forward, like a Lidstrom, if you could draft him. There's, there's still, we're still not done this rebuild though. That's what people need to realize. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting closer to the end of it, getting towards the end of the tunnel, but we're not done. And I'm happy that you said that. But I have one name, like I have one guy that came to mind. Obviously, there has to be some money retained. In my opinion, there has to be a percentage of that salary retained, but. The type of player that could completely change the Montreal Canadiens, especially if he gets his shit together. I'm giving you hints as I go along. Mm -hmm. But you talk about a star player. 
what's it going to take to potentially get Jonathan Huberdeau from the Calgary Flames? No, no, you no. Think, do no, you think? No you don't no, think? No, no, you don't no. think? No. Why not? Because he costs way too much. Even if you retain salary, costs way too much. That contract is way too big, way too long, and he's not young anymore. Okay. So I and 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 I I'm a big believer in the veteran presence. Yes, yes. But but no no no. I'm sorry. No. Even I I I I I know Chris. You're probably thinking, get him out of Calgary, bring him back home. He might play better. He might. I'm I'm not gonna go as far as saying that it could be another Jonathan Drouin situation. But no, I, 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 there, there, there's no, I, I, you know, okay. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go get a book that I'm currently reading. Okay. I'll show you a chapter. There's us, there was one chapter in this book that was specifically about legendary Habs general manager, Sam Pollock. Okay. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get the book. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to, I'm gonna take over and uh, and 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 go over some Jonathan uh, Jonathan. So Jonathan Uberdo, thirty years old still. Okay, my reasoning behind this, with him being thirty years old, I, I still think he could. I still think he could turn it around. Okay, look. Why is his salary? My God, I'm a fucking mess. Okay, this book is called Draft Day, written by uh, Doug McLean. Okay, very very good book. This came out after the uh, 2000, 2022 draft. So he mentions a little bit about the Canadians and the Slavkovsky pick and love that. Sam Pollock, his rule was never give up potential future for a past player. Okay? So, and, 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 and I think a lot of G, usually the GMs that make those kinds of mistakes are the ones that are they're fighting for a Stanley Cup, which is obvious. Which which I which I kind of get. You know, like you you feel like you, you need have that to roll one. the dice to tr- yeah. To, to you have to roll the dice to up your chances of actually winning. I understand that, but Sam Pollock, like the trades he made to acquire Ken Dryden, the trades he made to acquire um, Larry. Uh, did he? They, no, they drafted Larry Robinson. Uh, Anyways, yeah, just just for example, especially a trade like that for Ken Dryden, you're getting rid of somebody that already played in the league but still good for a future. And it's it's I I don't believe you should give up anything for a past player like Jonathan Huber, though. Like he's I I I I I don't think I it's the thought of it is maybe it's because the name Jonathan Huber though and, and the success he had in Florida. Just, just no. I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize that this was, I think, the first year of eight years. I thought he yeah. was like, I thought he had five no, years. Dude. No, he's, no he's, dude, he's, dude, he's, he's locked in forever. <laughs> okay, so that I con- didn't. I'll be honest. That's I didn't know it. I'm that's that's yeah. my. But that's the type. But that's the type of player. And I'm not saying somebody who's. I don't want to say he's washed. But I'm just saying that's a player. In my humble opinion. At this moment in time, again, when he's going to be 36, 37, 38, 39, I'm trusting that he's going to be worth that 10 million. It's going to be another Gallagher story all over again. And I'm going to be kicking myself and and, and <laughs> watching this video on YouTube in shame. 
But I'm just saying that's the type of caliber player. Or like another name. We're not going to stick with the kind of Florida references. But like even a guy like Barkov, Sasha Barkov. Yeah. He's not a top five player. He's maybe no, a top but he's, he's definitely he's, he's definitely, definitely a, he's definitely a superstar. Player. I think he's yeah. I, I was gonna even go as far as saying like you, you draft or try to find the potential like a, a Matthew Kachuk type of player. I would love, I would love that. But, you know what, but I mean? what I'm trying to say is, we want. Let's say we're going for a cup run in the next three years, and I know some guys are young, and we don't, we obviously don't have a, a, a blind knowledge of all the contracts that are going to be expiring and which players are going to be on the block or whatever. Even, okay, you said earlier, he's in and out of the lineup. He's injured right now. But if the time comes, even a, a player like Mark Shifley, mm-hmm. Mark Shifley is not a, he's not like super amazing, but that's still, that's still a player who changes the team. Completely. But I think, yes, um, I'm going to stop you right there. I could see some kind of similarities between him and Kirby Doc. A hundred, a hundred percent. In terms of, in terms I'm, of I'm stature, saying- centerman, like I, 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 I think, like I know, I know we 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 said we hope that Kirby Doc could be like a Ryan Getzlaff, but like they're, they're kind of like even even Ryan Getzlaff, and Mark Shifley, they kind of have that same power forward centerman esque type of game, and I think that's so- what we're hoping Kirby Doc could be. So then, you know what? Simply put, s- simply put, uh, then you might go back to that very name, and it might make a lot of sense, especially factor in Kirby Doc. Because I think I, I will say this: I think Kirby Doc has the potential to be even better than Nick Suzuki. Come, a lot of bro. people think. But, a, uh, no, a lot of <laughs> dude. A lot of people think that Kirby Doc might be the number one centerman. I'm, I'm, Suzuki number two. The, it was a figurative come at me, bro. Not you, but just like anybody. No, no, listening. no, no. Uh, well, for sure. no I, think, I think I think you, you could have you can make an argument or a case that like, yeah, you might have some people that could agree with you on that. Yeah, I think and I think Kirby Doc, if there apparently there's a great relationship between him and Slavkovsky. Imagine mm-hmm. him, Slavkovsky, you're missing, in my opinion, you're missing that right winger. You're missing. You're clearly missing that right winger. If does Philip Mashar kind of slot in as a right winger, well, even though he's a centerman, well, is he is he again, genuinely yeah, a second maybe. line? Well, I, I I don't think that's where. Do you want to know? This is, this is where the emotion is coming into play because mm-hmm. I think that's where we're missing one star player. We're still I, missing. I, I I agree, and I I I, I a thousand percent agree. You want to know where I think Philip Mashar is going to play and who he might play with? I think as a third line, one day you're gonna we're gonna see a line of Owen Beck centering Philip Machard and Joshua Watt. Joshua Watt, hundred ten percent. I am. I think that could be a, a a third line for this Montreal Canadiens team. I think that could be a stellar third line. That could be one of that could be one of the sneakiest third lines. Remember this- the egg line, Eller Galchenyuk, Pre Coke, and uh, Gallagher when he wasn't <laughs> run down. That yes. was a damn good yes. line. You want to know? The, the the level of effectiveness I want that line to be is 
the Yanni Gord, Barkley Goudreau, Blake Coleman line that the Tampa Bay Lightning had. That that's all they were missing. And 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 again, I I under okay before yeah, but uh, for sure in the comments people are gonna be, yeah, but Tampa Bay had Steven Stamkos and Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, yeah. I, I, and 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 then they had Andre Palat and Alex Killorn. And I know, I know, I get it, I understand. I'm just saying, in terms of like the scoring power that we're missing up front, that we might get via trade, probably, maybe, hopefully, plus whoever the Canadians draft at the 2024 entry draft, top 10, hopefully, I think they will. They could get even in the top five again. That's even better. You add in those two forwards. This is why I think Joshua Roy, as I think I want to get to him a, a little bit later on. But as much as I think like he did what he had to do with the short his short time with the Canadians, he's going back to Laval. Does what he say. We're going to see Owen Beck with the Laval Rocket next year. We're going to see Philip Machar with the Laval Rocket again next year. I think those three can make an excellent, excellent third line. Yep. I I think so, so too. I like I think Owen Beck is one of the prospects that's been flying more recently under the radar. I think Josh Ottawa, honestly, the way he played here in Montreal, the moves that he's pulling off and his confidence Very all around. Player. Very cerebral he's, player. He's a he's gonna be a really, really I think he's gonna be a really good player. I think I think he's gonna have the talent of a top six guy, but it, I'm just saying the Montreal Canadians are are competing for a cup. I still think ideally this guy is gonna be a highly talented third liner. And not mm -hmm. that he's a third liner. It's like you just finished saying the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have guys who are playing on the third line that have no business being third line players. Mm -hmm. So like Yanni Gord went straight to the first line on uh, on Seattle. Seattle. When he, yep. when he, and 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 that's the type that's the type of thing that has to that has to occur. I'm I look, I genuinely think the more and more the name gets tossed about. Suzuki, Caulfield, and Zegris. There's a beautiful ring to that. And then there's and then there's Doc with Slavkovsky. And I'm just saying, who is well that let's let well like is, is 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 it a is it an Alex Newhook? Is it a player they they is it is it the player that they draft eventually this year? I don't know, but but we haven't even thought about Alex Newhook. Well, but 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 again, that's the thing. It's like it's it's like I'm convinced Alex Newhook, if he didn't get injured, he'd probably be at 15 goals right now, close to 20. Hopefully, maybe. I would like to think that at least. I mean, he was one of the best goal scorers on the team before he got injured. Like, nobody else was scoring. It was only defensemen that were scoring. And he was yeah. – so, it's um, – uh... I'm looking I'm, – I've been – I'm too curious. I'm just looking at some of the free agents. 2024, there's nothing really interesting, but – in 2025, technically, some of the free agents, uh, Tavares and Marner, uh, screw off. Jamie Benn, no. Miko Rantanen, Nick Backstrom, Sidney Crosby, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Johansson, Brent Burns, Victor Hedman, Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, Aaron Ekblad, Brock Besser. Uh, Brock Besser, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Vancouver is going to give him up. 
to free agency. I don't think but, so. But, but, don't but again, it, it's it's I, I I am a believer of of having that veteran leadership in the room, like that veteran player. I don't know who it's going to be, but maybe at that point, like maybe Suzuki does become that veteran. Maybe Slavkovsky a little bit, uh, not Slavkovsky, excuse me, uh, Cole becomes. Maybe if Doc stays healthy, he could be that that kind of veteran player as well. I don't know. I don't know. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. If we're looking at a right winger or a guy at least with a right-handed shot, there's something. There's just something. And I know there's a there's a huge tie to everything, the misfits and everything, but Jonathan Marcheseau, I think Jonathan Marcheseau would fit like maybe maybe, maybe. yeah, yeah, on, for a good... uh, on a line with Doc and Slavkovsky. For a good price, yeah, maybe. Uh, how much is he making though? That's uh I think he's making that much, and I think he I think he's gonna end up with like seven. Oh yeah, he's oh yeah, he's uh he he's he's a free agent at the end of the Maybe, uh, could be. I, 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 you know, you sign him for maybe th- you, if you could sign him for like three, four million max for like the next three years while the salary cap goes up, you keep him, you let him play a little I bit more, he finishes his career in Montreal, probably. Yeah, could be. I think he's gonna get, I think he's gonna get more like six million, but I'm willing, like, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay six million for a guy like that. And then, <laughs> and then there's other contracts you gotta rid of, you gotta get rid of other contracts first. I'm so excited. I'll be honest. I'm so damn excited for trade deadline, but more important, like for oh the God, first yeah. time, I know I'm going to miss, I know I'm going to miss watching hockey. I genuinely know I'm going to miss watching hockey, but there's so much to be done. There's so much to be done contractually. Like you're saying, there's so many, con- like if I think Josh Anderson is more than tradable, more than tradable. I think a lot of teams are going to line up to be like, okay, I'll take this guy off your hands for that price, no problem. Hmm. But Gall- yeah, if they, if he manages to get Gallagher and Anderson, and I don't want to see Anderson go right yet, I, I genuinely don't. I'm just I'm just saying it, I'm just throwing it out there. If he does let those guys go, I think we're in a prime position. I now now then I think at that point you end up looking at a, you know, even even maybe Josh Anderson is possibly one of the pieces that ends up going to Anaheim as a as a as a solution to or as a piece of that trade. Maybe it's like a first round pick of Josh Anderson and a and one of our defensemen. Well the after they got after the way they got rid of Drysdale, I think I think they put themselves in a hole on defense. So maybe they're gonna maybe they might ask for one of our and to me seeing Jordan Harris benched again twice in a row now I, I, I mean, I'm not jumping to the conclusion. That means he's he's trade bait, but I, th- I, I want I, I, I want I, it to be Jordan Harris. God bless the guy. Uh, wish him like I'm wishing him all the best before he's even gone. But I I, I think Jordan Harris is going to be one of these players that's going to get a shit ton more, and he just doesn't I, have his place. So he too. doesn't have his place. So might as well use that value and go get something for him. And I swear to God, if like that's look, that's my crazy trade proposition of the day. You have a guy like Josh Anderson, you got a young guy like Jordan Harris, and you're throwing in you're throwing in a higher. I'm not saying to throw in a, you you throw in a top ten protected pick for Zegris any day of the week, any fucking day of the week. <laughs> I get it. For me, as long as they don't go, they don't get rid of Caden Gooley like some people wanted. But if it's not Zegris, it could be somebody else. I just I just. 
personally think it's going to be another young established player like we've mentioned many times. So th th this trade deadline, I sort of got, I can't come, it can't come fucking quick enough, man. Yeah. Like, cause I, cause yeah. I think, I think, I think that it's, it's those two that you're going to see. We're going to see go. It's going to be Sean Monahan and, um, and Jake Allen for sure. But who knows? Maybe they might throw in a curve. They might give us a, throw us a curveball. Excuse me. And fucking imagine. Could you imagine how exciting, how exciting of an end of the season would that be? Oh, like I'm talking, I'm talking about, I know, I know that you're saying, well, what the hell you're trading away? Like we're trading away Sean Monahan not to make the playoff. Like whether we make the playoffs or not, we're trading Sean Monahan away, but I'm just, I'm so, I'm so excited to see how this is going to play out again. I'm referring mm -hmm. back to the, the Mike Hoffman contracts. I was convinced I thought the I thought the Hoffman contract was worse. I genuinely thought the Monahan contract was the worst one on the team, and mm. that was the one that he he had no business. He had no business getting. Um, what was anything? Up, <laughs> pardon me. We got we got rid of him and Rem Pitlick, and we got yeah, uh, like, we got we got Jeff Petrie uh, in return. Yeah, and we we ended up uh, sending Petrie to like that 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 yeah. Kent had no business. It was it was highway robbery. Was Kent, he was going like, "It's my garbage. Thank you for paying me for my garbage." Pretty much, welcome, actually. Kent. And and <laughs> and I'm also going to throw out another name because we don't speak about him all that much. But I just like as, as we were talking, I just have this overwhelming gut feel. This guy is gonna. This guy might get traded at the deadline. Yol Armia. Yol Armia is going to go kill penalties for a Stanley Cup contender. He's been, pretty, he's been, he's been playing well lately. He's been playing well lately. I I, I think he's going to be next year, though, not this year. I think him and Dvorak oh, are going to okay. be the two contracts you get rid of next year at the deadline. Okay. Like if you could if you okay, could get rid if you could get rid of Tanner Pearson's contract this year. If you could get rid of Tanner oh, Pearson's God. contract. If, and even if you don't get rid of Tanner Pearson, he he he's gone after this. So it's 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 again we're we're gonna we're gonna slowly come to a conclusion here but like especially after that loss against against the senators on tuesday so many people on twitter were pissed and they're all like what's the vision about the uh, what the, what is this management doing uh terrible this rebuild is not working it's like holy fuck guys like like you like this is why montreal can't have nice things in the uh, to put things into perspective, like a rebuild takes fucking time. It's we're, we're only in year two of this thing. Like you, do you guys not understand that? Not you guys, but like what a lot of angry Habs fans you need people. to realize is you people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the product that we see on the ice is not the final product. That's going to hopefully take us to the promised land here. It's not. The only ones that are going to be part of this future are look, look. Let's go through the names real quick up front. There's Suzuki, Caulfield, Slavkowski. Even though he's injured, it's Kirby Doc. Even though he's injured as well, Alex Newhook. Those are the five forwards I can think of right now. Okay, and on Josh defense, Baudois, throw in. Uh, I know he's not yeah, a part of the team, minor, but... but he's in the minors. Yeah, okay, I'm okay, okay. About the guy, Like what we're seeing right now on the ice right now, it's those five. Okay, okay, and on defense, yeah. it's Caden Gooley. It's Arbor Jackai, and I really do think it's Jaden Strubel. There's a big question mark around Jonathan Kovacevic. Savard's going to be Matheson. done. Is Mike Matheson going to stay? There's a big question mark. 
And then even even in goal, like as far as we know, it's math, it's 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 Motambo and Primo. We're all waiting for Jacob Fowler to come. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so it's, we're killing time. We're literally killing time until that guy's ready. You, you gotta get rid of we gotta get rid of the contracts of Armia, of Dvorak. If right, Monaghan's gonna happen. Sorry, Josh Anderson, yeah. one day he's gonna be gone. Sorry to, to say to again, Brendan to to, Gallagher's to go gonna be gone too. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, go like, through literally the list. Suzuki stays, Caulfield stays, Monaghan gone. Matheson, question mark. Slavkovsky stays. Gallagher has to be gone. New hook stays. Anderson likely got to go. Jake Evans likely going to go mm. the second that Owen back. Owen Beck is ready or Philip Mashar is ready. David Savard he's got to go by from now to when it's going to be him competitive next. team. Him through next year. Yeah. Good. Staying. Armia gone. Pizzetta likely maybe. gone. Maybe. I don't know. Um, maybe. 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 Cole maybe. Kevin? Maybe uh, Florian Jackai, Arbor's brother, probably takes over his spot. That's that's ex- that's exactly Kovacevic. Seventh defenseman or gone. Pearson gone. Devora gone. Elonen. Elonen Il- is going to be a. He could be a hell of a trade bait. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Probably. Uh, Harvey Pernard, also another guy that could be very Still. very good trade asset. Still don't Not know yet. I don't want to get rid of Harris. I think gone Struble. I think he's a lock. I do think he's a lock. Jack Eye, lock. Kirby Doc, lock. And oh, Weidman, gone. And then you yeah, have exactly. yeah, Allen yeah. and Montabo. It's, 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 there's still going to be another, it's still another two, three years, like until this team is fully established. And I mean, like, fully, like, this is the roster. We finally put the pieces together. We're gonna live and die with this roster, and then we're gonna like it's. There's still, we still need time. This team still needs time. Yeah, the list that we just went through. That's that's like fifty percent of the team. That's half of the team. That's nine. That's nine different players that are no longer that we. I'm not saying we take for granted, but those are nine players that we're we're not gonna be used to seeing on the ice wearing the Montreal Canadiens jersey, and so. Oh man, yeah. With with that said, we that, we 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 started off this episode saying, "Oh, let's have a nice, short, and sweet one," and it's just, just as long as just, all the just others. As long as all the others, just <laughs> yeah. But it, it's 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 just it just continues with this team, though. Like it's just like dude, I tell you what, I, we said it ever since the very very beginning of the Curfew Boys podcast. Like this this team is like the NHL soap opera, like on the East Coast in Canada. Fuck the Leafs. We're 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 Canada's team, okay? So and having said that, let's be clear here, okay? All right. I guess we're gonna conclude on that, Chris. Uh to our listeners on YouTube, thanks once again for tuning in. If you are someone that keeps coming back, we thank you so much for the love. If you're somebody new, please like and subscribe to our page. Greatly appreciate the love. Share your share it with a friend of yours. Subscribe. It is free. You can hear all our episodes on your podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We thank you all for the support once again. Listen, Canadians won. They beat the Islanders. They 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 snapped that three four game losing streak. When do they uh, when do they go back before the the bye week on the all uh, the All Star? They're going to be Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then it's uh, they're gonna be off for the week for the All Star weekend. What, yes. What am I bringing over to your place? I'm coming over to watch the game. What are you talking? About? Like, I, I got I, I got I got pizzas lined up for us, bro. Like, don't yeah, you just, until you have Orangina. 
They're no, already has orange Gina. Don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the cubes in the freezer. They won't smell like my fucking veggies, my frozen veggies in there. Don't worry about it, okay? Chris, I really appreciate the you taking the time. This is an awesome episode as always. Have a good night. Get some rest. We'll see each other on Saturday. And same and, to you, man. Awesome. And to our listeners, until next time. Bye now. Bye now. Oh, good night. Thank you.